This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. God bless you. Good evening, everybody. Can I have your seats? So, we are here to talk tonight. And as usual, I enjoy taking questions more than talking. My voice is still undergoing spiritual touch. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We ask for grace to see what to see. That we might act as led by your spirit. I ask for utterance that I might communicate your heart, not my own sentiments, that you will speak through me in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Welcome everybody one more time. Wonderful drama. Let's put our hands together for them. When it comes to matters of love, it is never straight. It's never straight. All situations are not the same. And even in similar situations, the people involved are not the same. So that makes it very difficult to make general statements when it comes to matters of love. And one of such is what I want to talk about briefly tonight before we start taking questions. So we are talking about my spec, God's will, and what again? Sexual compatibility, which is a very powerful thing, my spec. The first thing I want you to note, which you want to write it down if you want to write, is a straight statement. It is not about what you want, it is about why you want what you want. So, two people can desire the same thing on the surface, but their motivation or the reason the motive behind what they want are not the same. Are you getting what I'm saying? So when we begin to ask questions along the line of, or we are beginning to talk along the line of my spec, which is what kind of woman, what kind of man are you attracted to? Why I started with the fact that issues of love or matters of love are never straightforward these days. It is well. In your desire, when it comes, where is the second one? Okay, we'll, we'll continue. When it comes to your desire, your spec, what you are attracted to, there are a number of underlying factors responsible for what you are attracted to. In some cases, some are natural and harmless. In some other cases, some reveal. So there are cravings that are natural. Everybody craves for water. But then, everybody... So we can now generalize, if we don't want to use the word water. Everybody longs for liquid. But there are liquids that you can want and it can be dangerous. For instance, you can la like 
drinks that are cold, too sweet like Coke and like them to a particular level that can be dangerous to your health. Are you following me? But then, naturally, everybody longs for liquids. Did you get what I've just said now? So, naturally, God created every one of you. You are wired to be attracted to certain things and certain things might not move you. But now the problem is, inside that desire that God has created to like something, there is also a possibility that as you are growing up in life, you have imbibed certain things that are making you to like certain things. So, in other words, you like certain things because of your natural propensity for them. You like certain other things, not because they are natural, but you have been exposed to certain things making you to love those things. Did you get that? So, let's begin to bring it that home. When a, le- a guy says, I love a woman, maybe that is very busty, why is he saying that he likes woman? Now, I'm just saying this. It could be a natural attraction or it could be a lustful attraction. But they are both attraction. When a man says, I love yellow ladies, you can be speaking from the way you are wired. You just naturally love yellow ladies or you have been watching too much of yellow ladies stuff on Facebook. The problem with the second type is that it's a pseudo, it's a deceptive, it will destroy. But the one that is natural is harmless. So some people naturally like women who are quiet. Some like women who are more expressive. But since the topic is based on sex, all the examples I have to use in terms of spec must be connected to sex. But that is what we are looking at and have to be as plain as possible. So when a particular figure appeals to you, the question is why? One of the reasons why we have to look at why is that so in the book of Judges 14, 15, and 16, Samson was always attracted. Samson never dated girls in his country. He spec. He just had affinity for girls from Philistine. And every encounter was dangerous, but he never stopped. Now, this is how life plays out. God, in most cases, God will not let people face the consequence of their choices at the beginning or at the first time. He gives a second chance, but people will see that this journey is dangerous, but many people continue to go until they hit the stone. The first woman to deceive Samson was not Delilah. There was one he first of all fell in love with, one of the Philistine ladies. When he conducted the wedding and everything was okay, they finished the wedding, he went back home, and he said, okay, I would like, like somebody coming from UK to marry a woman in Nigeria, and then returned, said, okay, I'll come back in three months to pick my wife. By the time he came back, they had given the woman to another man. Judges 15. That should have led something to read about three Philistine ladies, and every single one was a problem to him. 
Somehow he had attraction for Philistine girls. Every time he saw them, they did something to his homo. He just wanted them. But it was a fatal attraction. It just never worked. One guy is married now, told me, he just loved yellow ladies. And every single one you ever did, about four experiences, they all betrayed him. Sometimes, I'm saying that to say, there is something wrong with what we want. Because we have not been able to explain the reason. That's why I'm starting on that note that you must come to a point where you must be able to answer, why do I love what I love? If I want a woman that looks like this, if I want a guy tall that is this, is it coming from my heart? Or is it coming from books I've read? Things I've exposed myself to. Once your cravings are coming from exposure to some things around you, you are already in trouble if you don't shut down that kind of affinity. Did you get me? Hallelujah. Once people get married, sex outside marriage after the first year begins to appeal to them again. And every man, except a man helped by God, will feel like trying something new after having sex with the same woman day in, day out, one year. Your flesh longs for something because the way a man is naturally, he seeks for new things, he is adventurous. When we say a man, it does not mean there are no exceptions to the rule. Just like when we say women, there are some men, once they fall in love with a woman, they lock themselves in their world with her, and that's beautiful. But for some, so many others, after a while, their flesh begins to long for a new experience because they've seen it all, and most men are adventurous in nature, by nature, so they want to go for something else, and this is the number one reason for infidelity. The beauty of the wife at home does not stop infidelity. It's not about beauty, it's about experimenting or tasting something new. So let's get that straight. So if you think you are fine enough for your, for your husband to, not to look out, well, you just need to quickly remind yourself that you are beautiful does not make other women ugly. It's a practical wisdom. That you dress well does not make other women naked. Someone will outdress you. If you are fine, somebody will outfine you. Do you get what I've just said now? So, I am letting you see, I, I brought in this aspect of marriage just to let all of you see that cravings can be dangerous if they are not dealt with and you don't understand where they are coming from. So, if I choose a woman because she looks in a particular way, if I yield to that, what about if I'm married to you and I begin to see another one in the office that I crave for? Why won't I go except I have been able to judge my motive and my reason for if I can overcome, make adjustments based on understanding my motive? Then it will help me in the days to come when some other cravings are coming. I quickly judge them that I'm a man of one woman. I can't think of another woman. And then I judge this other craving to be wrong and I can delete it. But if I'm used to going after my cravings without first of all 
explaining, praying, and judging them where they are coming from, what is the motive behind them, then I will open myself up to also yielding to all other cravings that will come after that. Did you get what I've just said now? I want to be sure. Are we on the same page? Praise the Lord. So, how do I know whether my desires, all of them inside my heart, are they natural or are they dangerous? Pick from things. At times, no man can exactly tell you. No one knows you like you know yourself. That's why I said that some of these matters are not very straight. If what uh, if the foundation of your desire for a particular type of man or particular type of woman is faulty after marriage you are going to get into trouble serious one because you can't sustain it within three months of marriage all fantasies will die some are able to push it to six months some are able to push it to one year but somewhere along the line fantasies will disappear all these films playing in people's head about how the sex will look like how it will look like the diet it will end within the first six months then reality will set in this is the reason why i love you they are inseparable you see them in every tree, everywhere together one year into the marriage they become arch enemies because fantasies will disappear shortly after living together with somebody. Because you see the person wearing jeans, nice body spray right now, because you see the lady, nice blouse, all those things right now, when you start living together and wake up on the same bed, wake up without having your bath, wake up naked, wake up everything, all those things will change. What will now remain is what is true. And what is built on the truth. Did you get that? So, I will give you an example from the Bible. If you have read 2 Samuel chapter 13. So David had a son called Abs uh, Absalom. Absalom had a sister called Tamar. She was a very beautiful woman. Her half-brother, Ammon, began to lust for her. This fits exactly what we are talking about. Ammon never loved Tamar with real love. Number one, they were uh, siblings, of course, from different mothers. In those days, some used to marry. Of course, Abraham married his half-sister, but then, that was then. In the days of David, that has stopped. But I want us to read. So I'll just read a play. Let's just read Second Samuel 13, if you are with your Bible. The Bible says, It came to pass that Absalom, the son of David, had a fair sister whose name was Tamar. And Ammon, the son of David, loved her. Now, the word used here says love. Love. But did he really love her? You see, that's why I said, you know yourself better. Some of the things people call love is shocking me. Should have been, they should have said lust is shocking me. You would think if you were looking at, if you were there that day, and the guy was talking before you, ah, I love this Tamar. I just love her. I can't imagine life without her. You would think he genuinely loved her. But see verse 2. It came to pass after this. Okay, he loved her. And Ammon was so vexed that if he felt, oh God, he was lovesick. The Bible says he became sick. 
Oh, I love her. Oh, God. Oh, he was singing that song every day. Tama, tama, tama. I love you. I love you. Every day, he will wake up and they will hear Tama on his bed. In his dream, he will say Tama. It looked like love. He became sick. For she was a virgin. A point of attraction. Beautiful virgin girl. And the Bible says, An animal taught it for him to do anything to her. Like, I can't do anything. But the Bible says he had a friend. Whose name was Jonadab. May you not have this kind of friend. The son of Shimea, David's brother. I've been talking about family. This guy was his cousin. And he told the guy, I love my sister. I can't eat without thinking about her. I can't dream. Oh, she's spinning me. She's turning me around. And you hear all those songs that singers release. Only that those singers, when they marry, doesn't last past two years. May God help young people to see. Somebody sings all the songs about like Shaki Misha, both America and Nigeria, and the apostles marriage does not go beyond three years. It shows that people don't know what they are saying. They think they are in love. Can you name for every one singer you you talk about that release a song of love that is having a good marriage? I will show you ten who release the same song having a very bad marriage. They don't know what they are talking about. So they give people lyrics and people sing it also. Oh, he's turning me around, he's doing me, shaking me, he's lifting me up, <laughs> whatever. But to what end? So now, I'm under the frame. So it was, the Bible says he was a very subtle man. Very cunning, very crafty, subtle man. And he said to him, why are you being, you are the king's son, why are you not feeling fine? He said, I love my sister. Now, go down to verse 7. Well, long and short of it, he taught him what to do. And then he taught him to pretend as if he was sick and demand that the king should send the sister to come and feed him. Go to verse 10. And Amon said to her, so the sister brought him food, bring it to my chamber, that I may eat of thy hand. And Tamar took the cake which he had made and brought them to the chamber of Ammon, her brother. Verse 11. And when he had brought them to him to eat, he took hold of her, and said to her, Come, lie with me, my sister. And she answered, Nay, my brother, do not force me, for no such thing ought to be done in Israel. Do not do this fully. Verse 13. And I, whether what will happen to me, and so verse 14. I'll be it, he will not hearken to her voice, but being stronger than she, forced her and lay with her. Next verse. Then Ammon hated her exceedingly, so that the hatred wherewith he hated her was greater than the love wherewith he loved her. And Ammon said to her, Get out of my house. If I tell you how many women have counseled, girls that this happened to, I love you, all kinds of sermons and love notes, love messages. And the day she ever visited him once, he grabbed her and raped her. What kind of love? This is what makes people, this is why it is important to question why you love what you love. And in most cases, it's very common. Once they get there, it's the same result. That's all. 
So this guy that was sick for this lady only slept with her once and threw her out. Because it was no love in the beginning. So what made Ammon, what, what made Ammon to get attracted to Tamar? She was a virgin. She had a particular look. Now, let's go this way. I haven't said that. There is nothing wrong with having preferences, having specs. But please understand what I'm saying. You need to question why you love what you love. If you look down inside you for your reasons, and it's not based on lust, it's not based on indecent exposure to something, and it's not based on fantasy, then there is nothing wrong with your desire. You will not love all types of men as a woman. You will not love all types of women as a man. But you will love a particular type. Did you get what I just said? There are people that it is hard to tempt you with them because they are not your type. It is true. God made it so. This, the one that is natural, God created it so that we can make choices in life. If I ask a guy to stand up here now, and I ask all the ladies here to line up, he immediately looks at some, he will just disqualify them. They are not a speck, and there's no desire towards them. If I ask, so when we say beauty or someone is handsome, somebody is beautiful, it is defined strictly by the person observing. A lady beautiful to some is not beautiful to some other people. For instance, all these beauty pageants, to me, they are not fine. When I was in you, they said this one was the finest woman. I told them one that I said, I will show you 15 ladies in you that are finer than this girl. The one that won Miss World. <sighs> I've been to a few nations in the world. Even America alone, I've met ladies fine according to my own rating. But you see, I was not the judge. So, it, it, it's actually absurd that four men will sit down behind table and say that the, their own choice is the finest in the whole world. Have you been to my village before? You know, it's very funny. You just select uh, 20 ladies. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. And four of you will sit down behind the table, look at them, they walk past you like cats. Like they call it cats walk. And then they raise their shoulder, and then four of you will write down a few things, give one 10 point, one 12 point, and say that Miss World. I guess, sister, we'll find past all of them now. But that is your judgment. But you see, the point is that you and I are not the judges. When the thing nine thousand, one day we two will go and put table here, and ask them to pass. They say this is the finest, and say Miss World. By whose authority? My authority. I am also a living soul in the world, so I have right to say somebody is the finest. How can four men tell us that they are all whites, and you are saying that four ladies are looking at the finest in the whole world, and you, the judge, you have never been to Nigeria before? Come to Eko before you. Come. Bible, you are what they call patterns. One of the patterns is what I want to tell you today. Sarah was a beautiful woman that even as an old woman, the king of Philistines still wanted her. The Bible didn't tell us how Abraham got Sarah. But the Bible told us how Isaac got Rebekah. Isaac was not the one that went to do the asking. But when they brought Rebekah to his house in Genesis 24, as soon as he saw her, he fell in love with her. And as soon as she saw him, also she liked it. She asked the guy on the donkey, who is that guy coming? In other words, that handsome guy coming. He said, that's my ogre. That's the son of the man I'm working for. 
and she covered her eyes with a veil. She loved the man. And the Bible said that last verse, verse 60 something. As they go to the house, Isaac was comforted. He found he was 40 years old then, never married before. As a 40-year-old man, you would have thought about many things in your head, how your wife should look like. So the lady that the servant brought to him fitted exactly into what he wanted. But what he wanted must have been from a pure natural point of view, not from a lustful act. Are you getting what I'm saying? When he got to Jacob, in Genesis 29, when the father blessed him and he left the house, he got to the well. He had never seen Rachel before. But the moment Rachel showed up, Jacob knew. He opened the well for her and kissed her and began to cry. And when the father asked him one day, you are working for me. What will be your reward? The father, I'm your uncle, does not mean I should not pay you for working. And Jacob said, he didn't hesitate. <laughs> Don't give me salary. After seven years, just give me this beautiful girl. And the father said, no problem. Now, this is how you will judge between the two. Jacob lived for seven years with Rachel in the same house. He did not do what Ammon did. Now, this was, you can call those seven years that Jacob was living with Laban, seven years of dating. Because probably Rachel was the one cooking. Jacob was living. They were living inside the same house. Now, there was already an agreement that in 2027, she's going to be your wife legally. But between now and then, you live together in the house, you eat together, but you must not touch her. Now, the law did not grow dim. Even though there was no sexual experimentation. That is a very important topic or important points. One of the ways of knowing whether this is a woman walking towards sex that I'm calling, I love her, or is a genuine love that can be sustained when we are married, is the fact that the one that is coming from the corruption of our flesh wants to fulfill itself by grabbing the lady. The other one is true love. All the characteristics written in 1 Corinthians 13. It is patient, it is enduring. If it is the other one that is natural and that is innocent, that is real, you love the person even if you see the person every day. The love is still there and you are not trying to just quickly have sex. So once there is a push towards getting down there, there is a problem with the what is behind what you call love. But if it can be sustained and you are friends for a long time, you'll you feel like your heart, but it is not something that you just want to really go to bed without go to bed with him, then that might be a natural stop that can be sustained. That is the best way I can almost differentiate between the two because I said it's never straight. You can't really say that. She mentioned something earlier. Shape will change with time. Some ladies are so disciplined, they maintain the shape forever. But for most other shape will change. Appearance will change. But most importantly, no matter you appear, someone else will look like you. 
and appear finer than yourself. So if I'm drawn towards slim ladies, there are many ladies that are slim. And when you marry one, it will, others will not die after that. If it's just about, I love this guy's height, when you marry the guy, other men in town will not become short because you marry the tall one. So the temptation continues. So that's why I'm just saying that these things, they affect, they don't get what I've just said so far. So, again, let's say it again. There is nothing wrong with having, you can love all types of people. Definitely. Some of you guys are here, no matter what, I was sure when the guy, somebody told me that I don't like ladies that are fair in complexion. Some people are like that. To them, the finest people are dark in complexion, some chocolate color, some blue color, whatever <laughs> color. <laughs> For some, they don't like ladies that are tall. For some, they don't like ladies that are short. For some, they don't like guys that are too fair. One lady told me also one day, I don't like guys that are too fair. So I don't know how women look, we live with a guy that is just almost like a you know, fair. Let's just say it like that. So, amen. See, when you preach, it's very easy for you to be misunderstood. You can preach for three hours. Somebody will just do a video of one many thing that you have said and it goes on social media and everybody begins to abuse you. That's how, uh, sincerely speaking, we need to pray that social media will not destroy our generation or the people coming. People can start war on the sentence misunderstood. The letter they are talking about, Pastor Deboe, a message he said it, that somebody came to him and said, who's going to be the next person on Nigeria? Those who like to hear prophecy. About the was trying to dissuade the person, stop going around and be asking questions. Do your part, let me do my part. He told the person that, who is going to be in Nigeria? He said, well, I don't know. Only God knows. He said, do you even know whether the two of us will see 2023? He said, do you know whether it'll be in Nigeria in 2023? He said, so you can't tell, I can't tell. So let's wait upon God. Do your part. Vote. Let me vote. Do the right thing. And he said it in church. And they cut it out. Pastor Rebo, he said, there will not be 2023, Nigeria in 2023. On four occasions, I've been approved by two TV stations and newspaper to intervene in this church. I turn it down. They are not going to say what you have said. They are going to make the interview to say what they want it to say. And preachers still fall for all these things. When you think they are there to glorify God, they will come to church and ask how many souls have been saved and not doing it. In between, just keep one question. So how many cars do you have? That is the only one they will talk about. A friend, a man of God that I love so much, they, they said, no problem. I'm not sure I can come and say, but on one condition, will I allow you to interview me? Send all the questions ahead. Let me be prepared. And then you are going to write through your lawyer that these are the only questions you are going to ask. One, he said, number two, you are going to write that whatever you play that video, you will play the whole answer. They ran away. Apparently, they weren't planning to do anything good with it. In these days of ability to cut it, they will cut the good things you have said, cut something controversial, and amplify it. And nobody will know what you have said. And then before you know, people are already talking, and there are many jobless people in Nigeria and all over the world. They look at Shemidah to look for what to say. So they come in and start talking. Hey, and then people, and then some will even start fighting over your matter. Some will defend you. Some will find those who are defending you. Some of you are fools. You follow pastor. And the fight will continue. Joblessness. Hallelujah. 
Are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah. Honestly, I'm just praying that one nation will not start war on just some people creating problems on social media based country and saying nonsense about what somebody just adjusting it and making it look like it can happen. It's what we should pray about. What should pray against? It's terrible. I will never make a comment about anything anybody is saying. I determine my own post and I stay with my post. Even though when somebody grants an interview, I read the whole interview before I have an opinion, which I don't even say publicly, but I read the whole interview because I'm not going to play anybody's scripts. Praise the Lord. That's what I want to share with you on this topic. Did you get something from what I've said so far? So now, can God ask you to marry? Most likely we not say that, but you can box God. Remember, Acts chapter 15 verse 18. Known unto God are all his works before the foundation of the earth. The day God made you, there is nothing like this is the only man or the woman that can be your husband. When God made you, he has created inside you a desire for certain type of people. There is more than one person that fits into your desire for opposite sex. As you pray, God arranges them to come around you. When you see one of such, you will know that this is one of my own. This is where I belong. There are few people that the Spirit of God will speak to clearly and say, Shade is your wife or that is your husband. All the things you hear from majority are mere speculation. Those who claim to have seen a dream in I've seen a few visions in my those who have claimed to have seen dreams here and there. We have seen some of their marriages, how it capsized and it turned to problems at the end of the day. People should be careful with God said. The sincere truth is that it gives you a desire that is pure. When you meet somebody that fits into what you want, you will know. And now there is no one person for you. There are many people in that category. Did you get that? So because there is a possibility that you meet somebody who fits into your desire and he or she can still say no. And you cannot say that God said you are my wife. You are, God said you are my wife. Marry me. In the olden days, it happened in certain churches. You are living disobedient. You are going to hell. God said you are my wife. Okay, let God tell me also. He has not told me anything. While I was growing up, three ladies told me that God said I was their husband. I follow the rule, which is don't make people feel stupid for what they have said. I honor them. I told them that you are a wonderful person. I like you. I said, but let me give me also a time to pray. Maybe I will hear what you are hearing. Of course, after that, I ran away. So, <laughs> are you with me? So, because if you are friendly, you are charismatic, you are a public face, many people, if you are a choir master, extraordinarily good with a particular instrument. The dangerous thing about charisma is that it always attracts opposite sex. Let me tell you the truth. If there's a female singer, she sings so well, you, are, you like her song. Even she might not be your spec, if you're always listening to her, she begins to look so beautiful to you. 
from afar. This is how people have gotten into trouble, marry choir mistress, and she becomes devil mistress at home. She might not be a bad person, but they are not compatible. But charisma can make you blind for a season until the person enters your house. This is very real. See, a lot of girls are married pastor, and they have discovered that they marry monster. Charisma has a way. One of the days when Apostle Emma came and he was saying that people like me in Lagos because they don't know me too well. Say, but if you ask my sub, they will say I'm very strict and somebody might not like some of the things I say. From afar, you adore people. So she comes on stage and she sings. This is the reason why most popular musicians all over the world have never had a stable marriage. People fall for that charisma. And it happens with speakers also. There's a young man. He's a dynamic preaching machine. Almost all the girls who listen to her regularly will fall in love with him. Some are disciplined to separate what he's saying from his person. So they listen to him, they enjoy him, but they don't, they don't fantasize about it. But there are majority of people who are weak. So he's their pastor. He's very charismatic on stage. When they come back from preaching, he sings so well. And then they begin to love the person. It might not be their type, but his charisma will cover them. And then, when they marry, in a particular nation, even a gospel singer, that was what happened to her. The guy saw on the stage amazing songs and started getting close. And they were inviting all over. But as soon as they got married, in tears he told her one day, you know what? You are not my type. I didn't sign up for this. And he ended the marriage. Charisma is very powerful. It is. But you are not going to live with charisma when you live with somebody at home. You are going to live with the real person. So the fact that somebody can outleap on the stage. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> so you think every morning that is what you'll be doing on your dining table. Just look at your eyes. <laughs> that is stage. When you get home, you might find out that she is very dirty, saucy, naughty, and all the tea. Saucy, dirty, naughty. Which one again? You might notice that this charismatic guy is not caring at all. You are crying and telling him the pains of your heart. He's telling you to shut up. He wins every argument at the house. You are stiff, you are not allowed to have an opinion. And it has happened to a lot of women. See, many, if care is not taken, leadership ability comes with choleric personality. And many times choleric don't hear any other person except themselves. If he does not know that he's a lover at home but leader outside, it will bring that leadership thing into the house. And it will want to dictate as a boss instead of as a lover. And there will be a problem. Every time as a woman you say your opinion, it considers you as a rude person, insubordinate, and that is what it will keep stressing. And if people try to counsel the two of you, it's going to keep accusing you of not, of being disrespectful and of not being submissive. Because it wants everybody to worship him. And when he speaks outside, everybody respects his opinion. 
but this is your house. This is a woman that lives with you and she knows you better. These are realities. These are things happening to people day in, day out. So I am saying, I just expanded it now a little bit beyond sex. Even when you say, I want to marry this pastor, this singer, this person, that person, there is a general rule for everything. Please, put your desire under scrutiny and check why that is my we can call the topic of this way why do i want what i want it's a very important question why do i want what i want you have heard some women who will say they like a man that is much older than them it is not wrong it is not right the question is why whatever you desire in life always ask yourself why you want see this will take a serious soul searching and serious prayer because the Bible says that the word of God is living at Hebrews 4.12, Shabbat and the sword, separating the soul from the spirits. Many times the soul mingles with the spirits in decision making. It is important for that separation to know what is real and what is not real. So a serious soul searching. The sincere truth is, when I was young, I watched some sex movies and I loved some and I was thinking about and there was a time when I was very young that I used to use time to look at ladies' breasts. And it was beginning to form a desire in me. But you see, God saved me because I got born again very early in life before performing any experiments. The Lord helped me. So after years of working with God, my soul was purified of all these things. By the time I was thinking of getting married, sincerely speaking, I did not have any spec in that particular. I never thought of a dark fear Yoruba or Igbo, all those things disappeared from me. I just wanted a beautiful man who loved God. I could not even define the beauty. I just said to myself, when I see a person that I love, that loves God, that we know. And that's it. So why, where are your desires coming from? That's what I'm led to just impress, just to stress this evening. So when this meeting is over, there's nothing wrong with having specs, but there's everything uh, it's important to question and judge the motive behind what you want. Is that clear? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. God will not ask you to marry someone that you are not attracted to. We could take this, we can actually make this deeper. That word sexual compatibility is very broad and is very wide. Among people that I have seen and what I've read in books and people that I've spoken to, there are about three types of people when it comes to sex. Some people love sex so much. Some people love sex moderately. Some people don't so much love sex. It's just an obligation. You are men like that. You are women like that. You are women who are very, very uh, hyperactive sexually. You are women who will complain if two, three days should go without sex with their husband. Now, if she marries a man who doesn't like sex much, except they both begin to make adjustments, there will be a problem. I was talking to a couple one day, what almost destroyed their marriage. They both married as unbelievers. And he used to give her blue job and all those things then. And he got born again. He just felt dirty about it. And the wife didn't like the fact that he stopped. 
So one day she met me and she told me my husband is this and that and that. Now, if you are watching me, you don't know what I'm talking about. And don't begin to say, Pastor is talking about us. More than 100, 200 people talk to me. <laughs> you know, sometimes when you give an example, people just say, it's me you are talking about. And you know what? I didn't mention anybody's name. And I didn't even say whether they were members of this church or not. So, please free yourself. He said, you don't know what we face behind it. Somebody just said they said that so because I told you, I didn't mention your name. And the fact that you told me something similar does not mean I should not use an example. So many people told me, say, so she came, so she was telling me, I'm not enjoying my marriage again. And I happened to know the husband, a very gentle guy. So I, I, I did what I've learned to do. When a party speaks to you, invite the two of them. Otherwise, you will mess up yourself. People can talk in such a way that you will think the other person is a devil until they both sit before you. So when a woman begins to call, or a man begins, I will just say, can we call your wife now? Many times in my office, I will call straight away. Stop where you are. Can you call your wife now? Call your husband and let him be here. Immediately the man enters or the woman enters, the tone will change. They will balance before it was all that. For them, they will start by saying that, I'm not saying I'm perfect so in this marriage, Joe. Uh, oh, truth, small, small. And so you are. I've seen that too many times. So I'll be like, you know what? Thank God you have told the truth that you are not perfect. This my can we start with your own imperfection before we go to ease or us? Then they will start. Then their voice will go low. Then they can't accuse with big words. You know they don't start. So I asked the husband to come. When he said that, he almost started laughing. He said, Pastor, don't mind that. Because she said that, sir, he would just be fasting and be praying every now and then. That fasting and praying, no time for me, he won't even touch me. He says, sir, let her tell you the real truth. That we are always intimate. It's not that we are not intimate. It's that what she wants, I feel stained now doing it. That I used to before freely. He said, but I just don't feel right about it anymore. And that we have talked about it over and over again. I can't do this anymore. I cannot put my mouth there anymore. Because now I speak for Jesus. He didn't say that. <laughs> Are you getting what I'm saying? You see, this is, that is another issue. Sometimes you don't know what is in the soul of the person you are dating. I have dealt with a couple, not members of this church. <laughs> the same thing. All of a sudden, it began to stress the idea of oral sex. That she will have to open her mouth. And I look at this guy. I said, well, um, when it comes to husband and wife, if it's between the two of us, really, it's none of my business. But when a party says he or she doesn't want something, where, and you were almost beginning to nag, walking away from her, not communicating with her in the house because she wouldn't allow you to put your stuff there. She said she once tried and she vomited. 
So me, I wanted to ask the guy that, sorry, where is that coming from? I've known you to be Christian for years. Believe me sincerely, you've been watching some stuff on your phone. And your this is dangerous. That is why watching pornography is totally wrong. It will stain your soul. You will start craving for things that are anti-God. Then he would like to go for a seminar and be claiming that you see um, there's nothing wrong with the kind of sex between man and woman. Maybe you are right, maybe you are wrong, but back to what I started with. Why are you saying what you are saying? It's because you want something and your partner can't go with, get along with that and you want to chance out with the fact that anything, anything doesn't go. Are you getting what I'm saying? So these are the things that you see around. So the, the, the uh, bottom line, the summary of what I'm saying today, I'm repeating it over and over again. Question the reason why you want what you want. Otherwise, what you want can get you into trouble. Now, I mentioned something sensitive. How do they balance up? Love is so powerful that your aim will be to, to meet your partner, to satisfy the other person. The moment the two of you are working in love, you will find your rhythm. Because when two people are married and they are on the two extremes on a certain matter, one is hyper-sexual uh, stuff, one is just very conservative in that sense, if they are both working in love, they are going to meet at the middle. You will shift ground for your partner, your partner will shift ground for you. When the two of you are shifting grounds together, the marriage will always be very beautiful. It is true. The one that doesn't like it at all, we have to upgrade. And the one that likes too much of it, we have to step down. Did you get what I just said? Once there is a kind of honest communication and genuine love between a man and a woman, anything can happen. Because sincerely behind the scene, too many things do happen in marriage. Apart from somebody loving sex much and somebody not, see, people know that there are cases where you have certain people and some at times it can be a medical condition. Either you have guys who come too quickly, what they call premature ejaculation, and in some cases, you have people who, after such a long time, the woman is totally tired, the man is yet to come, and is still demanding for more. And then you have, in some cases, where it is the woman, for her to reach orgasm, to reach that peak and take a very long time, when the man would have almost collapsed. Am I telling you the truth? The third case, some of the things that can happen behind the scene also is to have a guy that is um, naturally heavily endowed plus a virgin lady who, and you see, the first sex can encourage or discourage. Now, most men don't know the way women are. It is possible for a lady to be raped early in life and she can detest sex for the rest of her life. If there is no, because of obligation and society, she too goes into marriage, but see, we, different women treat different things differently. Some women are passed through their experience, they have healed up, they have moved on. Some other women is still in their soul. What happened that day? 
especially if the rape took place in a very nasty, terrible way, it can damage her inside. Sex becomes trauma. Because she must marry, she's 29. She will submit herself to marriage, but that experience hasn't been erased. So a few times, maybe the honeymoon that she submits herself, but by and large, she begins to look for excuses and reasons not for them to be intimate. She likes who she stays in the house, she cools, you have a nice time, but she avoids sex. When you are complaining, she gives it to once in a while, but she tries her best to avoid it. So there are, you have those kind of experiences. And then the one I said before, I have seen a marriage dissolved because the woman felt that the man's stuff was too big for her. She was always crying. She told her mom, they went to meet the guy's family and they returned the bad price and they dissolved the marriage. It was announced on radio for you. Because I've spoken with women that for them, sex is pain day and night. Once the man comes and is trying to be romantic, they are already on the defense. Because every single time, so it becomes a battle, go and use gel, go and use Vaseline, go and do this, go and do that, even with that. It is true. Now, if a Christian woman marries that kind of man, what, will she do? what should she do? <laughs> Why are you laughing? We also have cases where a woman has had serious, serious, serious past with different men expanded down there, tasted all kinds before. So here is Esu brother married to her. He's lying down his back, panting. And to why? He has not done anything. Remember what I said before. Love can break the gap. In some cases, they might need counsel. Somebody to help them. Don't hesitate. But believe me, it's not an, it's not an impossible situation that cannot be solved. Love covers everything. It is true. Have I spoken to you? When it comes to, you know, told me to stay with sex. That's why I'm saying all these things. Because this desire, this spec, is broad. Some love women who dress very well. Fantastic. Some love men who dress very well, who speaks very well. You know, you love people who, you love a man that speaks well. You love men generally who speak well. Uh, Women who, uh, you know, cyber are naturally drawn to those who dress well. I'm going to say that as singles, number one, look, somebody said it earlier, dress well. Dress very well at all times. Please. Don't have body odor. If you do, do something about it. Don't have mouth odor. The problem those who have mouth odor, many of them don't know they have it until people start telling them. And sometimes people around you don't tell you the truth, but they don't want to offend you. So you are shouting before a girl. <laughs> and you are exposing yourself all the more. 
I saw this when I was in Resolve, but it can be painful. Because some as Africans, we don't like to say the truth. The guy has a mouth that nobody wants to tell because if you tell, you can be in trouble. And some of those who seem to have it, they talk loud. <laughs> Honestly, I know when I saw one, I was even as a law, what do I do? Because it will now stand before you have been talking. If God sends a good woman your way, she might use wisdom to tell you. And when she tells you, don't get angry, do something about it. Dress well. Look well at all times. It's important. I'm going to say to all singles also, upgrade yourself. When it comes to current affairs, be able to talk. You see, education is moving from formal to informal. You can read just about anything on the internet. The other thing I was having pain there, and I just read something about lie down in a particular way, and then, without even praying, I'm saying that you can read a lot of things that can help you. What do you watch on TV? I said to one young lady in this church, always staying on her phone, just chatting. I said, you are wasting time. I'm wasting away. I was also, I packed my car and I told her, because she's very close to me. Every day on your phone, just chat. I said, look, build your life. Others are going about doing two masters. You are chatting and chatting away. When you build yourself, you increase your capacity to draw people. It is true. When your options are very limited, you can make a choice. And if after that, you are lifted in life, you start regretting your choice. It is true. So work on yourself. Watch BBC, watch CNN. Know what is going on in the world. It's a beautiful thing when you go to the in-laws' house and you can sustain an intellectual discussion. But they are talking and you are lost. And I will say this more to married people next week. Don't let your husband outgrow you. Don't let the gap be too much. It can be a problem. That's why most elected officials in our country cannot parade the first wife, the real first wife as the first lady. When they get it, they are poor. Because some of them, I know a particular popular um, um, lawyer who is late now, the first wife up to the time he died was never educated. He himself was teaching as a school sat stop before. He now decided to go back to school to go to do law. What was the wife watching when he was doing that? If, for instance, at the level some of the young ladies are now, if a billionaire who is 45 loses his wife and he wants to remarry, he's qualified to, maybe he's a Christian, and he marries you, you might be beautiful and attractive to him. But as soon as you marry, you discover that you are two, in two different worlds, intellectual, except to upgrade yourself, you will suffer. He will begin to want to leave you behind. Because when he's talking to CEOs and bishops abroad, you have no idea. Unlike the ones that they and their wives built the business together. When they are a private jet, they can talk about business in Germany. Well, how we can, uh, uh, you know, we need to do this. We need to flow this company. Uh, we need to close this, uh, this one here. Or want to invest into this. And the woman tells me, are you sure we should do that there? Uh, this kind of investment, uh, four years ago, they turned it down in Germany. Now, Africa also is beginning to move towards uh, rejecting this kind of investment. So we are only have two years. I'm sure in the next four years, African president will also say they don't want this investment in their country again. Someone that can analyze. And here is our beautiful sister. She's not looking. They are talking. This one says something. Hey. She's not looking. Says, I say something. 
investment. And she doesn't know what to say. Even your husband is afraid that he uses time to tell her, ah, she, she's sick, she's not vilified. Because when you talk, you can go on. You know, I'm avoiding a lot of stories because when I say, even this can happen to a pastor, if the man has used years to grow himself in prayer, in study, and he just marries a young girl who is not, that's going to be a serious problem. So, certain men sit down about the and they are talking, she doesn't, have, she doesn't know what to say. Except as soon as she marries the man, instead of her to start enjoying the wealth, she begins to build up herself that this is serious work. And the beauty of the world that you can upgrade yourself to any level. Don't relax and sit down cross leg and be watching TV and then uh, the man, I'm now married to Bologna. Begin to find out what has led him to that level. School yourself wherever you are. Talk to his staff. Understand what is going on. Shock him one day. Trying to make his children and then you are supplying an answer. That why don't you do it this way? And then he shocked. Yes. One of my friends, the uncle is a billionaire in Nikoi here. He had a case with a lady in London. He had forgotten that the wife, she was a full-time housewife. But she read law in the university abroad. Nobody even had bought three international lawyers and they were scooping millions from him. The woman walked in one day and sat down with her and the husband was listening. And she told them that no, there's a loophole here. And she explained. The three, the three lawyers were shocked. Well, she was housewife all, his, all her life. She said, no. She said, you are shocked. She said, I went to school. So I did master. I was in UK. Mentioned the name of the school. They were, when they let the husband got him and like, today I now know. Respect. It is good for a woman to make your husband respect you. Some are just looking for whose house they will live in. Let your man respect you. Not by abusing and saying, oh, yeah, respect me. No. Produce results. That will make the man respect you. It is true. Some men cannot tell a woman to go and pack your load. Pack what? Or you should pack your load. Because they own everything together. Let your husband respect you. If you notice in relationship that it does not look like this guy will respect, I'm living in his fame and in his shadow. Leave the relationship and go and upgrade yourself. You are going to suffer if you allow that to be. It is true. Very, very true. So, let me stop here. Are we on the same page? Summary, again, whatever desire you have that is pure, not the one that you accumulated, God put it there. So that you can love everybody, you have your type. There's nothing wrong. Your type can be Women who talk in a particular way, sincerely, it can even be color at times. It is possible to have attraction for maybe fair ladies, and it is not the polluted type of attraction. And it's also possible to have attraction for a type partner, and it is, 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 is not the good type. I get what I'm saying. I'm saying that sometimes it's difficult to separate the two, but you know yourself better than any other person. It is possible. You can like ladies that are slim or guys that are slim, and there might not be anything wrong. You can also like them and it might be coming from a faulty foundation. You might love tall guys naturally. It's just beer. It's just, you just have flair for guys that are tall. But you can also love because of some wrong imaginations that can be dangerous. That is summary of everything I've said today about my spec 
Please, have I helped somebody? Yes, Hallelujah. Glory to God. If somebody walks up to you and he says, God says you are my wife or your mouse, but you don't like the puzzle, forget it. If you don't, if it is God, with time you will like the person. But that with time is not after marriage. Now, there can be some exceptions, but don't base your life on exception. Base your life on the norm. Because the exception will happen to one out of 1,000 people. And you are not sure you are the one. For instance, if I say it is dangerous to marry a woman within three months of knowing her, I am making a general statement. It is true. But I cannot say there has never been a marriage before that they met a three months married and they are having a good time. That will not be true. You get what I've just said. So, but even parents will tell you that ah, this is too short. You met her last week. But we cannot say that in your world you can't find two people who met within a week, who married and they're having a good time. There are people like that. But there will be one out of 10,000. So you cannot now say because you have met somebody who did that, you are going to do that. Base your life on the norm, not on the exception. Did you get what I've just said? Questions? Oh, you have some already. And then I will allow people here to ask questions also. So let's go. Um, so first question. Um, I... Ushers, come around and collect. Yeah, Ushers, please go around. And on YouTube, please, you can start dropping your questions. If you, you have, have a question, write it down and pass it to anyone. You might not put your name so that we don't know it's you. If you want to put your name, put your name. But if you are bold and you are not ashamed of your question, lift up your hand, whatever you are, we'll call you. Okay, I love. I know you are bold naturally anyway. So TV has made you bold. Okay, so first question. Um, so the, someone wants to know if they can come for next week's program. That's for the married singles. Can they also attend? No, it's no. for the married people. Sorry, you can't come. All right, um, this, is, this question is based on one of the things you said. A guy married his wife as a virgin, not wanting to defile the bed with premarital sex. But after the wedding, he discovered that she's very hyperactive and he cannot match up with her. What should he do? I've answered. She should help him. Um, they have to talk about it. They have to pray together about talk about it. Add to add talk. Let each person express himself on herself freely. This is how I feel. This is what I want. This is what I just talk. They should find a middle ground. With time, with time, they will. Um, this question says that. Um, okay, sorry, there are two of them. How will you be able to tell your girlfriend that she has body odor without offending her? You have to tell her. Otherwise, she will continue to smell. <laughs> you see, I understand that guy. People don't like... Let, let me say this. Let me say it. Look at me, everybody. When you begin a relationship, please, don't start it on meat pie and chicken. Chicken Republic. Republic of Chicken. No, no. Start on reality and truth. One of the things you should tell each other is that, am I free to tell you the truth? When I was investor of Ibadan, I was going out with somebody. I was part of my fellowship. She was the vice president of her fellowship, of her own fellowship, a different fellowship. She loved God. She used to pray. Now she would say, Shola, you are here to shave. And I'll go up and see you have to go and shave. If I should tell her, ah, you know, your ear is looking rough, I went to trouble. So one day I told her, one day 
all through the relationship, I was always the one apologizing. You know, I'm on the soft side. I'm sorry. To me, it's just not difficult for me to say, I'm, I will just say, but later she told me. She watched when her father was an ambassador in Nigeria. And, you know, she watched when what happened to the father and the mother. She felt the mother was maybe suppressed and everything. So she more or less vowed never to say sorry to any man or allow a man to. For me, my parents mirror simple everything before us. So trying to talk innocently, she would read business to read. So one day, I got angry. I, I don't shout when I'm angry. I just said, but you have never told me to adjust anything that I did not adjust. I said, last week, just told me that my bed, my bed were looking rough and I went to shave. Just to tell you that your hair was looking rough, you got this angry. If you stop, for, talk to me for three days, she still did not apologize, but she knew that she went home that she was thinking that. I said, so I started telling her, that, I said, it looks like we are not going to last in this relationship. I said, you see, some I'm a man of integrity. I was the one that asked you out. I told her, I said, but I believe that you are the one that will break this relationship. We stayed for another one year, and that was what happened eventually. Because the day she now did something wrong, she just found it difficult to say sorry. So one day I told her that, hey, for three years, we were fasting every Monday, praying together. If you still can't trust me to say something simple, but you can see everything, I'm done. I wonder when we're talking, just mention something that I cannot imagine... Uh, people living now, just me and my husband only. I said, I think I know myself. Before I got married, I had 11 people living with me. I would have made their life miserable. There's nothing wrong with a woman saying, I want my space. Some women are like that. Why some are open, they can accommodate everybody. The problem is, if you are the man who loves people coming to your house, and you are not married to a lady who doesn't love them, then there will be a problem. You don't get that. Yes. I have friends who are men of God, spirit-filled, but they don't want anybody in their house. They would rather give you money to rent your own. But me, till today, people live with me. And that's how it's been. One particular December, everybody stayed with me travel. And my wife said that this is the first night that the two of us are alone. So, it's important to be able to tell her. But I started with the father. What kind of relationship are you running? Is it the type that just plastic or are you real that you can tell each other the truth and not get angry it's important yes um, i think i met my husband please what do i do and how do i meet him that word husband is a very strong word he's yet to know you and you're already saying my husband why don't you let the man <laughs> so let's use the word she should, have, she should have said, I have met someone that fits into what I want. What do I do? You can find a way to be his friend, but never try to force a relationship to start. If a man does not value you enough to pursue you, see, you are not cheap. Don't make yourself cheap. Even the ones they are pursuing, they are still slapping them after marriage. What about you that you are now you they pursue them, say, be I'm here. No. There is a way you can come before. Uh, uh, you know, ah, women have suffered. Though. Some will go to the guys and cook, visit the family. They will use you like slave. And one day will just call you and say, you know, we are just friends. 
Imagine the guy said to the guy, God punish you. <laughs> you go and call your friend, come and cook for you. This is what I've been doing. In the first place, why should you do that? You are not yet married. So I'm saying that, please, don't make yourself too cheap. Don't. Don't let a guy think that you so much love him that uh, you are lucky when he, say, when he asks you out. Lucky? Let a guy feel lucky having you. It's important. How best is it to deal with a partner who is not interested in your line of business to help you grow such such rather than okay to help you grow rather than rather they prefer to start the start up theirs? Uh, sometimes it's difficult to answer a question without knowing the background story. Now this sounds like you want your wife to join what you do. She's interested in I don't know the kind of so I don't know who wrote the question. If I know you are one-on-one, I will want to know first of all that why should your wife be part of what you do when she wants? She can support you. It's okay if she joins you by, of her own accord. But asking her to abandon what she's doing, it's like asking my wife to stop working in First Bank and come and pastor with me. She gets involved to the point she can get involved, but every Monday she goes to work. And say I'm okay where she's working. So, that's it. Goodness, uh, should cultural bias be allowed when selecting a partner? Because in Genesis 24:4, we see Abraham asking his servant to get a wife for Isaac from his kindred and not from the Canaanites. That uh, Jesus was yet to come. Then Jews were told to only marry from their own people. Tribe is redefined in New Testament. All of us here, whether you boy or Yoruba, we are all the same tribe in Christ. There's only one tribe now. So when you say, I want to marry from my father's house, now I'm saying that I want to marry a fellow Christian sister. So if we go back to tradition of saying, I'm Yoruba, Egba, I want to marry Egba, we get back into what Christ has delivered us from. If you meet, if you have natural flair for your fellow Yoruba women, when there's not, nothing wrong with that, if you like Igbo men and you are Igbo and Igbo man, there's nothing wrong with that. But if it's the only ground on which you are standing, it can be dangerous. So, um, How can one deal with a partner who believes a woman should be a full housewife? <laughs> In 21st century. That's, that, that's uh, a woman who is yet to marry should not begin to nurse the ambition of becoming full house. That's rather funny. Nowadays, there's some women are any more than their husband. Somebody is here to marry and she's already planning that what she wants to be. I think yeah, it's, it's the guy that believes that the woman should be the full time. Oh, the guy that believes the woman should be a full time, it's up to the woman. Does she want to be a full time? Now, this one, I'm even happy that the guy is already letting you know before marriage. Don't jump inside water and start complaining of cold or how they say it. You will get wet if you jump inside water. If you get into his house, you should not complain again. Before marriage, I already tell you now that what he wants is full housewife. It's not right, it's not wrong. It's about the woman. Do you want to be a full-time housewife or you want to work? Where you have problems, you say yes now. And when you are kept at home for five years, you begin to say you now want to work and he doesn't want to and then say it's suppressing you. So it's up to the woman to decide. If she doesn't want, he's not saying no. That, that means... 
you can't marry that man. If you don't want to be a full-time housewife, and a guy you are close to is proposing that that is what he wants, end relationship straight away. It shows that you are on two different pages. Let him go and look for the one who is also willing to be housewife. There are many of them in villages. Usually they can cook very well. You can ask your question. Please, um, please give us the mic before we continue. A 2015 American research, 78% of ladies who had finished college, their, the lifespan of their marriage, marriages are estimated to be from, from 10 to 20 years. And on the contrary, the older percentage are estimated to have a larger marriage span, according to a research in 2015, which is so not they, going to they, they educated ones. It's, their span is very short. Yes. The uneducated ones, they stay. Estimated, yes. So yes. I'm saying this, to, I say that to say this. Sometimes when ladies are, have developed themselves to a particular extent, you have literally almost everything to say for every subject, maybe due to where you work or you are now seen as a threat. I've, I've had issues, okay, personally. Someone had literally told me, I like you, beautiful, wonderful, but my problem is you are too intelligent. And now, I want to know, at what point do you draw a line? Just so you don't, not being desperate now, you don't chase your prospective partner. We see you as a lady alike, but I think you're just too intelligent for me. Very powerful question. I wish you know that guy. We ask him, there are many ladies I can suggest who are not intelligent at all. <laughs> if I have to start homeless for them, if that's what you want. But they are not here, of course. I will go outside and the fact is this. What you have said is quite so many men are insecure and it's terrible. And once a man is insecure, he wants a woman that is lower than him because of control. Civilization has the beautiful side and the ugly side. The ugly side is the fact that, sincerely speaking, knowledge possible. That's what the Bible says. If a woman is a professor, she's different from a woman selling paper on the streets. She will have an opinion. Now she can deliberately still be humble and submissive. When a woman is earning, imagine she has official car, she has a driver, and she has many men who say sir to her. She walks into an office. Take for instance, I'm just giving an example, Pastor Blessing, Awashika, former, um, what they call him? First bank chairperson or chairman. There is what chairman, even though she's a woman, she's supposed to be chairperson. That means including the MD of First Bank then, must say ma to her. Yes, ma. And the many of them will stand up if she should enter a place. But I know her. I see saw her last week when I went to Chapel Taiwan because of I said during the week. The she came with her husband. She's so decent and so respectful. I've never seen the man complain anywhere. She still cooks for the man. Now, when you come back from that atmosphere, security, you, uh, she's preached for us once before. She puts her car there, Polly Popo comes out, and then driver, and then that's how you get home, and your husband is just a quiet fellow who drives himself. It takes a lot to be able to remove that clothes. 
from the gates of your house and know that I'm a wife now. This doesn't happen here. But you see, no matter humble that kind of person is, he can't work with some men. The problem is not what she does. They are already defeating their mentality. They want a woman they can control. What I said this morning is very powerful. Culture is having influence on so many people. What some men want is a woman that comes to kneel down and collects money from them so that they can control her. When she begins to make her own money and she can buy things, she already threats. A guy called immigration on his wife in UK and lied against her for her to be deported. A pastor told me they were members of his church because when they landed there, she got a job first. From the day they sent her a mail that she got that job, that man became depressed. And he started planning how she would be deported back. One very local guy like that. Very painful. So, whether some other men will rejoice that, oh, wonderful, we'll be sharing bill now. Some will not even look at what she's having. I'm happy for you. See, I know some men. If what he wants is to be making 10 million every month and he achieves his good, now receiving 10 million every month, he doesn't care whether his wife is having 1 billion every month. His own goals are important to him. I want 10 million now, I have 10 million every month, I am happy. Even if my wife owns the whole Lagos, I'm that type of person. If I'm meeting my goals, if your goals are bigger than so be, I'm happy with my own goals. So, women cannot adjust because we want to please somebody. What you should trust God for is to meet the one that loves you the way you are. See, some of I love guys that are honest. The one that told that you were too intelligent, I love, at least he was honest. Then you will now know that this is not someone I can marry. Because you cannot deny who you are. If you are a woman and you are brilliant, you are brilliant. When I was in UI, the only one that had first class in my sex, now woman. We used to call her problem. She was the most brilliant girl in my department. Walking just see now. We wrote the exam, she passed beyond all of us, including me. And this is not Wala. So, she should not go to a man and pretend as if she's not brilliant. She just trusts God for a guy who will be like that. So, what is happening in America is that sincerely, what that statistic is true. In Washington, they divorce anyhow. Many of them work with the government and you have people that are intellectually sophisticated. They are brilliant. There. If you go to watch the last time, everybody is working and it's a very busy place. Many of them have one work or the other with the government, you know, the seat of power, you know, the, this, in, in a man. but the divorce rate there is very high. Because you went to school, I went to school, and smart thing, they will scatter it. What they should add to their credentials, what they should add is humility. And on both sides. It's not on the woman's side alone. So that is it. When people are intellectual, when they start achieving, it, do, it works for everybody. There's a tendency that with achievements, you'll become big. You'll say things, but it can be controlled intentionally. So that is it. Yes? For singles above 30, what is your advice on how to deal with age and family pressure to get married? What is your take on distant, distant relationships? All these things, um, this time relationship, I've seen one, I've seen many who did it successfully, and I've seen many also, because the, the only dangerous thing about that is that 
you don't have enough time around to know each other very well. Usually when people are far off, they date on phone and everything, Skype and the rest. Then they choose a day for your wedding and they get married. When you marry, maybe the guy is over there, comes to pick his wife, now you are living with him. You might just really discover that. You might see certain things that if you had seen them when he was here, you might have spaced him. But now there's no chance for that again. That can be the problem with this time relationship. Other than that, if you do it well, it might not be a problem. So I am neutral. It depends on the two people involved. Somebody can be away and still be so faithful, love you genuinely, and when you meet, everything is good. But then it can also be a dangerous move. So it's I'm neither here nor there. It depends on the two people involved. Now, the first part of the question says that pressure, family pressure. And age. Family should never pressure into anything. Yes, when you are becoming 30 as a woman, they will start asking questions. Don't worry yourself about that. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Some women will marry at 34, 35. Some 24, 25. It depends. Trust God for a good marriage. It doesn't matter the time. Do not marry because everybody is talking. As you rush in, you might rush out. Don't. That's the truth. Sincerely, some truths are hard to say. I'm 31, Pastor. I used to say I should wait. I'm telling you, don't go and marry under pressure. It has not yielded a good result to anybody. It is true. And all those who are pressuring, when the problems start, they will run away. You face it alone. So that's what I'll say about them. Um, can we advise singles to go for dental checkup? So singles, please let us go for dental checkup to um, avoid mouth odor. That's an advice from one of And there's what they call scaling and polishing too for skills. Yeah. <laughs> See, some of you are laughing. How important is life to you? They forced me to do comprehensive medical check. I didn't like it. But my friend who is a doctor, who is a pastor and a consultant, just told me one day, it's time for you every now and then you preach. Is there any problem checking yourself? I said, you see, I just don't like all this. I said, I, said, I don't want. I said, the reason why I did not, my brother had gone for it. So he told me the part when you want to check your prostate, whether you have prostate cancer or not. And they ask you to remove all your clothes. And, and then they ask you to fold your leg apart and put their hand inside your inner And that's how they check. When my brother told me, I said, I'm not. <laughs> no way. Uh, finally, when this doctor pressured me, I said, okay, I will come to the hospital. And the day I went there, the consultant on duty wanted to examine me was a woman. He said, do you want a male doctor? I said, hey, yes! <laughs> so she started laughing. <laughs> she said, okay, okay, I'll call somebody. <laughs> she looked at me, she laughed again. I said, what did you expect me to say? <laughs> so I'm saying... <laughs> You know, all of you that are ladies here, you can brag. You are well kitted. But you see, when labor pain starts, it doesn't matter whether it's a male doctor or male doctors on duty. You won't see all that then. When, when a particular woman, it was a friend who once asked her out, and she said no. That was a doctor that delivered the and the guy laughed. They were friends. He said, sure, you see your life now. They were like, get out. But that was after the baby. Because you don't think of that. The pain is so much that that's not what you are thinking of. <laughs> okay. Can I marry a man that is a divorcee? Ah, that's a theological question. The first thing is that, is divorce right or wrong? 
more Christians are beginning to believe that there's nothing wrong. Jesus, my take, spoke more of separation. Paul spoke that if you are dwelling with somebody and is not willing to dwell with you, if it departs, you are fine. That you are fine is the subject of controversy in the body of Christ. That doesn't mean you are now fine to marry someone else. Some Christians believe that some like Paul just said you are fine to remain on your own, but he didn't say anything about remarriage. So that is a controversy. Will I join people? I go more with the first one that when Paul said, if the unbelieving departs, you are no more under the law. I believe it would mean that you are now free. Because sincerely, certain people to continue to live with them is out of the question. So, I know. So, uh, that's what I can say. So, I want to know the reason for the divorce. What makes that dangerous is that a guy can tell you his own side of the story or a lady, or he sent me away because of the But when you marry, then you discover that he or she is the real problem. So, I'm going to suggest that if the partner left the person, I have spoken to somebody. They got married. After one month, the guy traveled out and called her and said it was over. Because he met a white lady. I have about three people that I have spoken to. Three. Even in the church. Three people. They were, it's painful. But guys nowadays can be crazy. And I know a guy also that it was the wife. We sat somewhere talking. And this one, I wonder whether he's a member of the church or not. Also, we sat somewhere talking, and he told me, so I said, I've been seeing you now. Don't you have a wife? She told him after their second, the firstborn turned to that it was not the father of the, the boy, that it was her former boyfriend. She went to do masters abroad, and she was actually sleeping with her former boyfriend. When she got pregnant about three, four weeks, she came back to Nigeria, and the guy thought he was one. Now, such a lovely guy. Told her, cried for some days and that it's okay. We make it work. I still love you. So the marriage continued. Then one day he got to him and he didn't see her again. He said, you know, my conscience can't carry that. You are a good man. But I've done things behind you even when we're married. That just stay. He went with his parents. Our own parents came and she said everything before the two parents. I said, look, I'm freeing him. He said, good. I said, my conscience can't carry the way I'm treating him. But I've cheated on him too many times. But he seems to want to go on. Even when I looked at the guy, that, ah, you still love her? <laughs> you know, but you know, you have to pretend as a pastor. I was just like, okay. <laughs> you don't have to hate her, but uh, which one is going to beg her? Is she the only woman in the whole world? Because Jesus put that gap there that if somebody is divorced on the ground of infidelity, it's allowed. You don't get that. So, if the man sent away his wife and then he meets you and you are now asking whether you should marry a divorcee I'm not in that one if his wife cheated on him and left and he's been alone for a while and now he wants to remarry I can be a part of that so I will need to know the background story which is very important Okay. what should a lady do if the person she's in a relationship with and they are planning to get married does not have a befitting accommodation tells her that she will also contribute money for him to get an accommodation. I don't believe... It, to, me, it's a, to me, this is my personal opinion. It is a wrong sign when a guy is demanding 
So I'm in love with a girl. So I'm telling her all my plans. So I'm pushing and making effort to get an apartment. If she loves me genuinely and we are fine, she might want to be a part of it. But even if she doesn't want to, some women are very intelligent. They want to see what you can do for yourself first. Because it is dangerous. You can get money from her, get the apartment and break up with her. It happened to one of my friends. She furnished the apartment for the guy. She was in Lagos Business School. Got an apartment around Aja that time. She went to Abuja. She was working for some police. She had money. She came back one day and made the guy on top of another woman. On the sofa she bought, the house she rented. She became devastated. And one of her friends told her that time, this guy didn't contribute a dime. You are going to give, her, give him the key to stay in the house because you are now in Abuja? No. A real guy will not do that. So, when a guy is beginning to ask that, I want to get it, I'm not going to contribute, and you are here to marry, I flag it. I, I'm not comfortable with that. It might be a permanent arrangement. Always collecting money from you. So, that's the truth. So, I don't believe in it. It can be a wrong sign. I'm not saying always, but I don't believe in it. Yeah. You should get an apartment that you can afford as a guy. If the lady loves you enough and she moves and she says that, ah, We'll be married for so I don't like this apartment. Then, oh, what do we do? I have 700,000. Oh, I want to have 300. Fine. But this saying that, you know, uh, come there, I want to do this, you need to contribute. I, I don't believe in it. Yeah. Another girl that when you were together contributed about 70% of the money for the guy's car. They were dating, they've known each other's family. I said, I wish we are getting married that I need to get this guy to help us. And she thought that it was a good idea. She put her money there. Broke up with her one day and using the same car to carry around that girl. <laughs> Most women will wish that they would just have accident with that car. <laughs> okay. Sorry, sir. So we don't want to see probably the next program. You look tired. Do you want to sit down? No, I'm fine. Okay, go on. Our next program will probably be question and answer with Pastor Shola because we have many. Online. Let's take those four more and we can go. Okay, sorry. How could someone who has a good job, house, car, and the fear of God still be rejected by women? It's because they don't like you. Exactly this topic. They are spec. You are not their spec. You will meet the one that will like you. Don't get discouraged about that. But you see, she said this is a very... I saw when we were able to a guy. He was a medical, doctor, a medical student. He was on scholarship and he had a car. He loved me so much, he used to drive me around with his car. On three occasions, he won the best-dressed male in his association where he belonged. Very handsome and nice guy. So he was always thinking because of all the girls, the three girls he asked out, they nailed him. So one day he carried me and he, was, and he brought out in anger that what is wrong with her? She just mentioned the course, just doing this course. And that, that are evil, and I said that that is your problem. I say, I know you. This guy used to pray for two hours every morning. Rich and some spiritual brilliance. I say, it is God that is shutting the door. You are proud. You think because of all this, how you look, how you dress, the car you have, and your spiritual life, women should be running after you. I said, that girl, me, I like her, for saying no to you. She looked at you, she washed you down with your stuff. And when the girl was going to talk, she mentioned that she, that she did that on purpose. That he came with that entitlement mentality that this is me you should feel privileged 
that I'm asking you out. You know, some girls would have fallen for that. See, that's why I said, I don't be the cheap type. He took her to an eatery, bought me panko. She took it well and looked at him and said, I am not interested. The guy said, what did you say? He said, you heard what I said. I am not interested. Then he moved from the arrogant one. He started going to her room to beg. Now he's begging. He will leave and she will be laughing. That's so you can beg now. But if I say yes to you, we go back to that old fellow. And she told me, say, Pastor, besides, sincerely, I lost some other guys in the fellowship. I don't know whether they ask me out or not, but they are my type. I just said, I just don't like his spirit or the way he does things. When I told him that message, he broke down, he became sober, and shortly after that, he met a finer girl than all of them. Because he humbled himself. So when he wanted to ask that one out, with serious dignity and respect, you know, once beat him, a guy comes to you, you know, hey, how are you? I like you. So, I like you. We can be going out. You know? It, it's, it's, you know, you know, you know, we can be going out. And, like, sorry, are you talking to me or? You see, you are, it, it's a great privilege on your part that um, I'm asking you. Many kings and prophets have desire what I. <laughs> Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Please, sir, can you tell us how you and Pastor Abby met? It's a long story. Not for tonight. <laughs> Let's move on. Uh, is it wrong when a lady always says sorry? Always. Very wrong. Always. No matter what, sorry should be mutual. If it's one-sided, whether lady or not, it's not good. Don't get into a situation whereby you are always the one tender your apology. And that means the other person is never wrong. If you are a woman and your man is like that, he will frustrate you. You will never be able to win any argument in the house. And there is no perfect man. How can a man be the winner at all times? So you should be able to. I apologize to, my, I apologize to pastors in the church. I apologize to leaders. If you are wrong, you say you are wrong. I'm sorry. But if you want them to be saying sorry to you, and you don't want to say sorry to anybody, something is fundamentally wrong. So sorry cannot be one-sided. As a woman, by the time you notice that the guy expects you to apologize, I thought that please just run. The order will not change forever. A lady told me, he will abuse her verbally, say all sorts, and if still be the moody one, expect her to go and say sorry, to come and beg. And the first six years she was doing that. She's out of the marriage now. Always coming to say, I'm sorry. Then one day the guy slapped her. And she expected her to come and apologize. Because for two days they did not talk. And she said, Pastor, I carry myself again. To say, okay, uh, we had an altercation some days ago. And I said, no, you did not have an altercation. He slapped you. There are two different things. We argue is different from you beat me. <laughs> I don't know why some women... We try to come. The Bible says, Woe unto them that put afar off the day of doom. Let the day of doom come now. What you are painting, plastering, it will come out one day. You are only making it bigger and bigger when it will come out to come out well. You can never, an abusive guy, you can't beg him enough to stop. 
that is who he is. It's up to you to take a walk. Maybe if no woman says yes to abusing men, maybe they will change and repent. What is encouraging them is that no matter how terrible they are, they always find one gullible woman who will come into their trap and their fleet and they enjoy that power play. Let him for 10 years not find a girlfriend. Anyone he sees, once he raises his voice, that one walks away. He will know he has a problem. The same thing I say to men whose mothers are controlling. Let all women reject them so that the mother and the boy will know that they have a problem. I met one. He was already the MD of a bank at about 42. The mother was still saying that, that girl you brought the last time, I don't want to see her again. My friend was dating the younger brother and the mom, both the elder and the, the mom was on all of them. She was on all of them. On her birthday, on his birthday, she was there. So all his friends were saying good things about him. When they filmed, the mother went out and took a mic and called the name of my friend. They said, Sir, I'm okay. Sure, you are here now. See how they are praising my son. Know that he's not any old guy. See how many people came to elogize him on his birthday. So you are lucky to have my son. They were here to marry. I said, so what are you going to do? So when I called the lady, when I called the mom, I tried to parley the mom. She's always the one cutting it for. How are you? I said everything. Okay, thank you. She will cut it. So when they say, Mommy, I, I caught say, so what? And cut it. I said, and you are still there. She bought a car. The guy was asking her. She was working in the bank. She's probably watching us now. He's a very good friend. I said, so when we marry, who will now be the owner of the car? I said, tell him that he's a very stupid guy. The car that you bought together. She bought a car with her money. You're asking who will be the owner of the car. Who is the owner? Well, see, the guy was beginning to show himself. And I told her, finally some things happened. She didn't even do the breakup. God just said, oh, we're praying for her. We're praying for her. Well, she used to give me seed. So I was praying. I was praying. <laughs> so... <laughs> In the early days of the church, she used to give us. So I was praying, Lord, step in. They were a month to the wedding. He had paid for it all in Ogba here, the guy, for the wedding. So they paid half half for the hall. So the lady paid. Yes. When they broke up, he came to their house early in the morning to come and demand for the refund of his part of the money. That was when she realized. I said, but I told you. Whoever that guy marries, the mother will control. Because their father died early, she raised them. Entitled mentality is dangerous. Mommy, we appreciate you for raising them. They won't stop supporting you, but don't sit over them. And then marry them. I told you, I should have told the mom to marry his son. If all women reject such, they will know something is wrong, but there will be one Nikonpu that will see all that and still marry him and now start crying foul play after the wedding. The man will enter your kitchen, tell you that your food is here, throw away some pot, do all sorts. And then you start complaining then. But she's not even hiding her identity right now. She's showing you that this is it. As far as my son is concerned, I'm in control totally. Few things get me. You know, I, I, I just don't like um, when I was growing up, Every January 1st, we will go to her grandma's house. She was also staying in her with her there. I never, I don't have any village. I never visited a village all my life. No village, no nothing. My grandma was staying in town with us, but a different house, far from her house. And January 4th, the whole family would go and do like four or five hours after service with her. 
And my mom that time was the chief registrar of High Court of Justice of Ogu State. I mean, my mom started driving early. My grandparents from my mom's side were very wealthy people. Senator Mamra is my mom's immediate younger brother. She came from that kind of family. The Minister for Health right now in Abuja. That was... I will see... My mom will leave all that, her official car and everything. She will be cooking in my grandma's house. And some young girls in that house, they'll be passing. You know, my, fa parent, my father's side, they weren't educated, the parents. Only my father and his elder sister went to school, went abroad and everything. So I saw that a bit of that thing. My mom didn't mind she would be cooking and then some young girls would cross legs and see that because they were my father's younger cousins and everything, they felt that they had seen a woman as little as eight, nine years old. I started hating that thing. And I vow as a young boy, if my wife gets to a place and she chooses to help you cook, yes. But let me go to a family function and let my wife see that. Let me see anybody that come and say that you are shalala, so why are you not joining us in cooking? I am the one that will answer. Now, are you well? Because we went to marry her together. So if we are not here, you won't cook. No, see, I said myself a long time ago. Two days ago, I was with my father and my mother, and I was playing with them for a long time. I was still cracking this joke with them. I said, you know, I don't buy a shrebi, and I don't feel guilty for not attending. There is, if I go for a function, it's because I want to go. I am not under any form of pressure. If you do party as my cousin and I'm not there, don't come for my also, period. But to start uh, filming, uh, we did the naming of uh, your cousin, you were not there. Yes, I was not there. Uh, your uncle's your daughter, I do wedding, you were not there. Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm not going. That's all. My parents will not even ask me that you know. My mom wants to just enjoy you start and say that, please come now. But for somebody, if you do party and I don't wear a shirt, send me back. Maybe if you send one for free, I can swear and wear. But if I'm not contributing, I am not contributing. I shall be 70K. I cannot touch it and put it in an envelope, make it 100 and give you as a gift. And I'm still not wearing the clothes. Freedom is good. When people invite me and I'm not there, when they see me, they greet me, we don't talk about it. Freedom is good. So if you don't attend the family function, query is waiting for you. When are you going to be free? Hallelujah. So, let's take last two. <laughs> Anybody, let's take the audience. Okay, the brother here. Brother Greg, microphone. Are you all with me? Yes. Praise the Lord. Please, you can stand up so that he can hear you. Okay. Thank you, Jesus. Another person in the condition that they, so that they can come and okay, please go yeah. on. Good evening, sir. Yes, sir. Make it straight, direct. Yeah, I have three questions. Just make them direct, straight question. The first one is, I noticed for about three Sundays now, all your teachings go straight to the man. Yes, you are correct. And I am very, very concerned. I will talk to the women. No, I'm not, like, he's not being biased or something. I just believe that there is something more to it. That is one. Secondly, how do a man manage his insecurity? Because it's a very, very, very good question. And um, the last one is, is it wrong 
for a lady to approach a man? Like, is this actually wrong? We can start with the third one. We cannot, we have no basis on which we say it is wrong. Except from cultural, which I don't deal with culture and tradition. In this side where we are, we cannot say exactly that it's wrong. However, it, could be, it can be dangerous. In the sense that, so, if you are the one asking the man, he can talk about it when you are married. But sure you know I never loved you. You were the one that came to me. Because the man is the head. is the visionary. is the driver. It is better for him to be the one doing the asking. He that findeth a wife, not she that findeth a husband. So that is Bible standard. He that findeth a wife. So it is the man that should take the initiative. It is your name she is coming to bear. So the responsibility should be on the man. So to say is it wrong or right, it's no more of saying it's wrong or right. It's more of saying that what is proper and what should, what, what should we do. That's the proper thing. The second one in between, that is uh, about um, insecurity. It's a tough thing. A man just has to work on it. Part of it is to achieve. Somehow, when you are meeting your targets, it gives you a measure of confidence. For instance, the most, those who ate Babadebo most or Bishop Babadebo are fellow pastors who have tried and it's like this. I know what I'm saying very well. Joseph's brother hated him for quote of medical law. The Egyptians were not the one that wanted to kill Joseph. The Romans were not the one that killed Joseph. They were the Pharisees. Once, see, when a person is not productive, not a man only, you become, so the woman's daughter, the woman's child died. And she told Solomon, kill the living child also. And Solomon said, you are not the mother. When people are not productive, envy will set in, bitterness will set in, all manner of things will happen. It is true. Things will set in. I met a guy. The moment he began to say nasty things about Apostle Man, it had discovered that he too grew up in the north and he calls himself. I saw him somewhere an apostle also. So I said, I said, this is the problem. Nobody's inviting you. You feel you too fast and pray, nothing is happening. And that you both grew up together, maybe in the north, now you are angry. It's, it's a, I, I have prayed for people that way, sincerely speaking. I know a pastor who said before the election that brought Buari in, that we Buari will become president and shut down redemption camp. A pastor. He said two of his members who attended the program, they didn't come back to the church or something. Bitterness. It's a dangerous thing. In every field. The greatest enemy of a singer. Check whether all these boys, those who are going to write about them, are other singers who are not. I saw a young man one day, was saying that his songs were better than, and were mentioning names of all these, I don't listen to uh, 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 seculars, I was just talking about all these boys, that's better than them. And I just thought to him, that you are better, nobody's hearing of you. He might be a good singer truly. When they were rising, something happened to him, he did not rise with them. He would just become bitter. As soon as Cain's, Abel's offering was accepted and case was rejected. He immediately vowed to kill Abel. Unproductive people want to kill productive people. It is true. If you are seven on the same level in the office and the boss should lift up one, he should be careful of others. Very true. It's true. I told some women and some people one day, if you really want to know, if it's an office set and you're on a board meeting, conference table, if you want to know those who don't like you, but you have to be very smart and fast. Announce a positive thing that has just happened to you. 
or God just said they are giving me one million tomorrow or something and quickly stand around. When something hits people suddenly, what is in their heart will come out. When you give them time to think, they will adjust and from their mind react. It is true. So when suddenly you are now that something good has happened to you and a friend of yours, his countenance changes, he looks down, he looks somehow, just know that that person is competing with you and he feels that you have already taken a step out, he's angry. You know, something I ask you, like, you know, what happened to Abel's self? Why the guy no see? The Bible said that when God rejected Cain's Abel, his countenance fell. You know, the Bible said, Abel should have known from the way Cain was looking that this guy is about to kill me. So he told you that we should go alone to the food and you will carry your leg. You should be a Nigerian. <laughs> Say, let's go together. I <laughs> said, let daddy follow us. Because the way I'm looking at you, there is a look. It's true. So, pro, being productive will, will help. It will help. According to records, men that are always achieving their goals are usually very happy. High spirited. They are always happy and it works well. That's where God created man. If you say that by in two years you want to build a duplex and you are building it, and in one year, six months, you finish it already. You moved in. And you're like, I want to increase my staff strength from 5 to 50. And it is happening. People like that are hardly angry, sorrowful, depressed. And many times, they don't even fall sick. Maybe I say malaria or some other things. It is true. This is the reason why many parents begin to fall sick after retirement. If there's nothing to look up to again, a man going to office by 6 a.m. every morning, coming back by 6 p.m., all of a sudden he's sitting in his yard in the morning. He will just start falling sick. I'm always trying to tell most of our parents that even when you retire, find something to do. I saw it when I was in, when we were invested. I don't know whether it happened right in you or another school. The man that used to play pipe organ in their chapel, he was 80-something. And he told them when he wanted to change from pipe organ to keyboard that that was what was keeping him alive. He had retired as a professor a long time ago. But every Tuesday, Friday, and Sunday was always bang, bang, praying the pipe organ. When they removed the pipe organ and put keyboard, which he could not play, in less than one month, the man died. Because every day, his children had traveled out, his wife had died, so he was the only one staying in his apartment. But he was always coming out every three times a week and played up. The very thought that we have realized tomorrow was keeping him alive. Hope is powerful. When he saw that there was nothing to go out to play, he just came to check in with Napoleon one day and died there. It's true. Let's tell our parents, when they retire, they have to retire. When they retire, they should continue to do something. Yes. Baba Debo is going to be 18 next year. He's still moving and working and everything. Professor Walesha is 80-something. Once you, because today is launching this, tomorrow is easier. Once you are moving around like that, your body will not sense that you are aging. But once you see that you age very quickly, if they take an active man, whether Christian or politician, and they lock them in prison, without allowing them to move around for three years, when they come out, you see white hair, flabby body, and tired soul. It is true. Because the first thing God gave my before he gave his wife was work. So men who work and who are achieving, they're usually very happy. It's true. So that's part of what we can encourage men to do. No matter the work, stay with it. 
be up and doing at all times. A man should hate himself. When you are lying down on your bed till 10, in the name of it, there is no job. So you are, find something to read, find something to do, find something to pursue. It brings the best out of you. Have I helped somebody? It's true. Thank you. Last question. Good evening, sir. Yes, sir. I'm sorry. Um, no, sorry. Just say your okay. question, sir. The, the thing is, you made a statement about someone accepting you the way you are. But um, from my own observation, we find out that that statement, people hide behind it yes. not to change. You are very correct. Especially when they have maybe a bad behavior. And yes. you spotlighted, you say, you have to accept me the way yes. I am. So, like, why, I mean, is there, I mean, we need to maybe, like... It should be well clarified. I agree with you. Clarify that. Then, as well, like, when you were talking about telling your the person that you're involved with that they have maybe something wrong about them, I think that also people have to emphasize the place of sensitivity because you can't just slam it on the person and maybe make the person feel like an absolute fool or something. Because even if you want to tell someone that they have body odor, there has to be a way. You have to I agree. put the information in your head and think of how you present it and the person will accept it. Not the way you tell the person and the person will just feel like, just get out. Because Very true. You know, you can, it's very true. You can say something in a way that the person thinks you are pulling them down. And you can say it, but you know that there are some people, no matter how you say it, they will still get angry. <laughs> so, but you can say it in a way that the person will know that you, you mean well, you are just trying to. And for the first one, it is true. When we say, accept me as I am, sincerely, just based on things like, I love premiership, you don't like watching Bas, my wife, you can't take me away from loving Bo. Because it's not um, artful to you. But if it's what I'm doing that is hurting the other woman, then I can never say, this is who I am. If who you are and you are claiming to be is hurting someone, then something is wrong with that, who you are. But if it's something harmless, every evening I love to take a walk, and somebody is telling me that I don't like taking you, taking you, I say, well, that is who I am. That's what I love to do. I love maybe worship songs, you like praises. You're not going to take that away from me. I love to sleep late. And naturally, I love to sleep late. So you cannot force me to sleep early. Because my sleeping late is not hurting you. It's me. My taking a walk in the evening, it's me. But if I talk any out to my wife, use strong words, and, and verbally, and I say, that's, that's, me. that's how I just talk. That is wrong. I am hurting somebody by what I am doing. If a man spends carelessly their joint money, ideally people should put money together, but sincerely, I will also advise that women should not do that. Some men are dangerous with money. He will spend all your money and you will. One friend of mine told me not too long ago, a lady in the office, he, he, he feels for the lady. They are both working in a bank. She has borrowed her entire life for the guy. The last car she collected, two million loan for the guy to buy. The guy came home one day. After three days, the woman didn't see the guy. I said, where is the guy? I said, hey, I sold it. He set up a photo studio. One day, the guy just woke up and said that his photography I want to go into. The woman rented an apartment, bought expensive camera. After three months, the guy sold everything. Closed down the place. I said, I've decided I will do something else. Even my friend, he was first lady in the office one day. 
when he finishes your life, he will go for another girl. Now something is wrong with you. You can't continue to indulge an irresponsible person. Five, six experiences with the same person, seven, eight, and you are hoping that one day it will change. Keep your money at that level as a woman. Let him get angry. If he wants to go, let him go. With your money, he will still go anyway. Isn't it not better when he goes and your money is still with you? So I can be very tough. Even though I'm on the gentle side. One lady like that, she borrowed almost 750 kilos from her uncle and gave the guy. After him, the guy said I was breaking up with her. I said, no problem. Just go and ask him. I was what I told her. Go and ask him. Oh, yeah? You are free to go, but my money first. Otherwise, there is no going. And she told him, he paid his tormentally, but he paid. I said, tell him. He can go and also go with your money. Go with your head and your heart, but leave my money behind. You collected 750 from a lady, and now you want to break up with her. No, some people are very mean. If I know I'm going to break up with you, I won't collect anything from you. So that the breakup can be neat. <laughs> Hallelujah. Some people have that. They have, they, you know, sometimes when I hear what some guys have done, even some ladies, I wonder how some people sleep and wake up. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> my brother. It bothers me that what kind of conscience people, how, how can you know you are not going to marry somebody is coming to your house working for your mom like a slave going to help them grind pepper <laughs> cooking laying bedsheets in the house and when she's not around you are talking about to your core friends that you are not going to marry her and you carry bible you go to church oh, you are wicked and when she has done enough work this is why demons are in some homes that kind of woman looks at you and she says that God will judge you. You think it's an ordinary statement. Then three years into your wedding, the one you now love now cannot give birth. Then all kinds of things are happening. Because somebody from her heart, she poured the whole of her life into your life, you squeeze it out and now move to a fresh juice. And she looks at you and she might not even curse. She gets to her room she almost commits suicide. She weeps overnight. Finally, people go to console her and she tells them what has happened. And she says that, you know, George, I leave you to God. And you think it ends there. You two will fall in love. You do things. And you don't understand why you get to office. A boss will just hate you and terminate your appointment one day. Problems that we create and we reap the result immediately, they are good. The most terrible ones are the ones that for five years you look like, okay, you have forgotten the origin of your problem when the repercussions, so you don't even know what kind of prayer to pray or who to beg. Those are the most dangerous. I will never forget, and I will close with this, one of, one, one of our friends, he's abroad now. He was part of those who raped one kid when we were all growing up. I was in one night, they were in the, he was a bad boy, there was a Christian. He did not participate, but he was the one who stood like helping them to check whether anybody was coming. The girl was their friend on the streets. They grabbed her one day. Three of them, he was watching, and all of them took turn on her. And it ended. She got born again years after. I don't know how many miscarriages. The wife. One day on a look to town planning, he was crossing the Bray Park, he somewhere to the other side, and he saw this girl. 
She passed, he passed. But because a spirit-filled Christian, I turned back and he held her hand. He said, I'm so sorry. He said, look, I'm a Christian now. I saw what happened that day. I was the one supervising. He said, my conscience can't carry passing you. And he was crying. He said, please, I am sorry. The girl stepped back a little, looked at him. And said that you, you, you. He said, you are free. He said, but you see the remaining three guys. She looked at him. said, okay. And walked away. Even he that was free. The wife had almost six miscarriages before they finally had one baby. What would have happened to the rest? This is why I tell people, watch the man you want to marry. Where is he coming from? The woman you want to marry, where is she coming from? If a guy has made a girl to commit abortion upon abortion for him and walks away on her, and now you are the apple of his eyes, Men and brother, it doesn't end there. Only the blood of Jesus can uproot any seed, wrong seed we have sown. Because God has sovereignly declared, He has sovereignly declared, whatsoever a man sows, some things were under the law, some things were before the law. When Noah came out of the ark, it was God who spoke that why the ark remains, seed, time, and harvest, cold and heat will never cease. Any day you wake up and you see the sun and you see darkness in the night, Seed sowing operates forever. It's an eternal law that will never cease. Except the law of mercy by the blood is brought in. So you do something, you take it over, you walk away. Why the ark remains? God was one that swore and told Noah that as long, we don't know what will happen in heaven, but why the ark remains? Seed time and harvest. There will always be a, a short time between seed and harvest. Seed, a space between, harvest will surely come. And harvest is always more than the seed. So think very well. When you want to do certain things, it is important. Don't lead a woman on. If you are not interested, let her know from the word go. Don't waste somebody's time. You are going to have a daughter one day or so. Think about all these things. They are not games to play and things to do. That's what society is telling us. But seed, time, and harvest. Let's rise. Ah. You know, when it got to Paul's time, Paul made it in a very strong, he, he made the statement stronger. He started by saying, God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man sows, the same. You know the meaning? If you sow something and you don't reap it, you have successfully mocked God. Paul said, God is not mocked. God cannot be mocked. Whatever a man sows, so if I sow something and I escape it, I have mocked God. Because I have been able to beat his system. He set the system and me, I was able to beat it. Can a man do that? Do you know how many people have led battles for their children to fight? How many people? Now, the daughter has gone through a lot and she's the only daughter of the man. When the man was in his 20s, what was he doing with girls? These are the things that young people don't know and they think it ends here and now. You know, people do things. No. Maintain your good conscience at all times. There are things you will walk away from and it's your children that will reap the blessing. Maintain good conscience at all times. At all times. Are you with me? This is very important. 
very, very important. When this service is over, if you need to apologize to anybody, do. If it's something as simple as just leading the person on and then just call and say, I'm sorry. You would have saved yourself from a lot of things. Young men, guide yourself very well. The future is bright before you. Don't send a misery that will affect you in the future of your own future. And ladies, don't become desperate. You are beautiful. I have joined down many people together. I have seen very handsome men. You would think the wife is not very pretty, but the guy is crazy. He loves her. Because the creator made it so. All of us don't like the same thing. Someone, think, someone thinks you are not fine. To so someone, you are a beauty queen. Check millionaires across the world. Some of them, you would think their wives are not fine. But they think they are fine. It's true. I have met a lot of men that I think they are finer than their wives. But that is me. And my opinion is irrelevant. The guy lost a woman. So wherever you are, somebody's going to love you as you are. Marry someone who loves you genuinely. Yes. Marry a man who thinks of you when you are away. Then most importantly, marry a godly man. It is important. The one, if by mistake one day he shouts at you, he loses his peace in his office, he's looking for a way to call to apologize. Not the one who does it and use both face after it. And so what, will you fix my food? <laughs> and you are there in the kitchen, you are cooking. We don't know which one is cooking the food. The water from the tap or the water from your eyes. You know, this is I just shared with her what some women are going through. And they can't say it. Imagine at this level, going to someone's house, talking to the woman, and the husband's car was coming and she ran in. Lion of the tribe of his house. And I looked at look at you look at the guy. So, are you more than this? That you are a tyrant. How can your wife be running away from you? Because she was standing at the front of the house. And some women are in this, all these kind of marriages. The husband finishes talking. He calls the mom to report. The mom picks it up from where the man has stopped. How can a mother of your husband be insulting you and be saying things? You don't you know you are a useless girl? And she won't say that to her own daughter. She says one word, her daughter gives her seven. Women who do that, check their female daughter. They can't talk to that one. It is the, the wife to the, the, the son's wife that they come and sit over. A few people have brought their parents to me in the office. I honor parents a lot. I was just a mommy. Respectfully speaks, a mommy, you should not do this. Don't create problems for these children. How can you go to their house and they, my son called me, so you called the daughter, come and sit down. My son just reported it to me. And I will start with the guy. So you can't talk to your wife yourself until you call your mom. And you are a man. You are the head of the family. When you are reconciled, your mom will not forget. Your sisters will not forget when you are reconciled. A lady brought her husband to me. She borrowed the husband's sister for 50000 They said they will pay within a month. After three months, they did not pay. She asked for her money and that was the beginning of the problem. And I asked the guy, what did your sister say when she was asking for the money? Borrowing the money. I said, she must return the money. You always say the gentle side of me, but watch when I'm dealing with some issues. And sometimes I speak by the anointing, so you can't even resist it, whoever you are. 
I said, place your sister on call. Get her the money back. And they did. After three months, so she should dash you. I don't know why some people are tyrants. You borrow money, the boss asks you for her money, and you are, you call the husband, see, your, your wife is asking me for. Why did you call her to ask for the money? You know, some women, when they give money to the husband, they can't ask for it back. Because it will, it will start trouble. It will start squeezing his face. And he will not eat the food. Maybe you will it. She will put food that you will not eat. Now, you know, when a man does it, he gets women, you know, they are... I'm not saying you should. <laughs> but when I was very, very young, the few times I remember, my father wasn't too happy. He would come out from work and he, I never saw physical abuses. But what I saw, my father could be angry. He would just lock himself inside the room and then maybe later in the night he would come down a little, you know. But the times that he came home and he did it, <laughs> I was the one that went for the food. Because in those days, mommy would give us one or two meats. She would pack meat for my father. Of course, most times he would eat half of it. He would get up. The days he would be happy. Just shall I come and pack the food? And on my way to the kitchen, you know. <laughs> and a few times, my mom would ask me that. Did you return those meats? And I would lie. As I was, I was very young. I was not born again. I returned all of them. Of course, I returned some to my stomach and some to... But there was a time he did eat, and my mom too was angry. She too just she too just watching TV, and <laughs> I was having a few times. <laughs> I just carried the food because I knew that that time nobody had my time. I took the thing to the kitchen and descended on it. Inside my heart, I felt as if the fight should continue. <laughs> so that <laughs> you know, it's small, but I didn't know better. Oh, right, this is enjoyment. <laughs> Hallelujah. May the Lord keep you, bless you, cause his face to shine upon you. I bless you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace and peace. Beautiful future. All of you young men here, I pray God will empower you financially. You will not depend on anybody. Profit in your business. Promotions at work. From one job to a greater one. May the Lord himself open doors for you. Amen. May you be able to single and carry your family. Amen. Women, I pray for you that God will guide your steps. Amen. He will order your steps. Amen. Strangers will not be filled with your inheritance. Amen. You will not give your love to a beast. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Lord will keep you. He will bless all women here. You will be fruitful. Shando Prakizo. I pray specifically for all women here who have gone through experience of abortion. Or you made one mistake or the other in the past. By the law of mercy, by the power of the blood of Jesus, any mistake, anything of the past will not affect you. The blood will speak for you. The blood will silence the voice of accuser. In the name of Jesus Christ, you will not suffer for the mistakes of others or from your progenitors. In the name of Jesus, God bless you all. Thank you for being a part of our broadcast. You know, we never like to end without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Coming into Christ is beyond joining a church, is beyond a religion. It is joining God's family. And that is done when you believe in Christ Jesus. So I just want to lead you right away now. If you are, if you want to give your heart to Christ, just say after me, say, Lord Jesus, 
I believe that you died and rose again and that you paid for my sins. I accept you as my Lord and my Savior and from today I belong to you. If you have said those words, will be late, you are born again, you are part of God's family right now. You can go ahead and rejoice about it. God bless you. We love you. God bless you.